Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you turn to Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20? Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. A very, for many perhaps, a very familiar verse. And I feel like we can share it with you in a way that's a little bit different than even what I have heard preached before, not trying to take it out of context. But there was something in this familiar passage that spoke to me uh, this week, and I want to share it. And I will certainly affirm the, the principle of the passage, but there is something underneath it that I think is important to notice. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. It's just one verse. Let's read it out loud together. Now unto him. Above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. I do want to talk to you for a few minutes on this subject, the power working in us. The power working in us. Let's ask God to help us. Jesus, I thank you for every good and perfect gift that has come from above into our lives. These things that we celebrate today with regards to missions and how you're moving around the world and even in our own community. I thank you, but I also have this sense of timing that is aligning us as a congregation, as individuals, with what you desire to do between now and the rapture. Let today, what we hear, what we receive, how we respond, let it all come together through the Holy Ghost in a manner that pleases you. I'll speak the one message you gave me, but I pray everyone would hear what they need to hear so that they can honor your purpose in their own lives. I pray for everyone that their mind would be the mind of Christ, that their heart would be a new heart, able to follow, able to understand and, and really experience the purpose of God, and that all together we would work with the boldness and authority that you desire us to have in this season. I pray these things and believe for these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. I know we've done it several times, but maybe put the Bible down for a moment and begin to lift your hands or clap your hands or raise your voice and say, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your victory. God bless you. You may be seated. We're going to have at the end of October, the last Monday of this month coming, October the 29th, we're going to launch into a time of prayer and fasting as a congregation. Uh, and it just so happens, and that will go through to November 18th. It's just about 21 days, probably short one day of being 21 days. And we've done this before, so I want you to have that in mind. But in preparation for that, as we start tomorrow, October the 1st, if you can get yourself in the mode, include in your Bible reading one chapter from the book of Acts each day 
through the 28th, which will be the day before we start that fast. And I want you to do that for a reason. I want your mind and your heart to begin to process the things that we read about that God did through the first century church. And it is very clear as you move through Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, every day this coming month, uh, every day a chapter from that book, review it, pray it, look to it, and say, God, speak to me. It will become very clear to you. God wants his church, and he wants every believer to know his power. Amen. He wants us to be a powerful empowered by the Spirit. In fact, in Luke 24, he told those early disciples, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he said, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. This was very clear in the expression of Jesus. And the book of Acts is organized around these people experiencing the prophecy of Jesus. I'll give you power. You'll have power. You'll have the ability to do my will. That's how they lived. That's what they experienced. It is a time that we look to to understand the very beginning of the history of the church. And we begin to see them. The apostles said, our preaching even, it's not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it is in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Since we have no guest here today, I'm going to take some liberty and tell you that even if your faith is not on this page yet, let the Holy Ghost speak to you, and you're going to begin to realize there's something for my life that will allow me to do things I could never do or never be without the power of Almighty God. And so we seek it. We recognize that if he put it in the book of Acts at the beginning of the church, that as we move now towards the conclusion of the church age, that there should be no less the power and demonstration of God in the lives of his people. In fact, in one place he said, the latter rain will be greater than the former rain. If your power is out, you need to seek the Lord and say, Lord, transform me, renew me, restore me. Because I need the power that I'm reading to work in and through my life. They were persecuted, but it didn't stop the power. Some of them were martyred for the gospel, but it did not stop the power. Some of them experienced all kinds of hardship and trouble and difficulty, but it did not stop the power. Maybe for some, as it does in the natural, the storm will create a dynamic where the power goes out. <laughs> but you know what you're doing every moment that that happens? You're thinking to yourself, that power needs to be restored yesterday. <laughs> if you've ever gone for more than a few minutes a few weeks ago on a Sunday, we lost power, and you talk about the fruit of the Spirit leaving pastor. I called AEP. I used as many nice words I could use, and then I used other words. Don't you understand? We're about to have service. We need power. 
And the man who must have been apostolic said, well, don't you have Jesus? No, he didn't say that. But I did think that to myself. How am I on the phone begging for power when we have power? Of course, you remember you that were here. They got up to read Scripture, and the power came on. To God be the glory. We are that way in the natural. If we have to go a few hours without electricity, if our devices are not charged and we can't find a place to recharge, we lose our minds. But we need to be careful that we do not endure long seasons of powerlessness in our relationship with God and we just shrug our shoulders and it doesn't even phase us. Some in this room, you need to be on your face in a few moments and you need to say, God, I want the power back in my relationship with you. I want the anointing back in my relationship with you. I want the boldness back in my relationship with you. Somebody restore the power. I got to have lunch. That's the way we get. We can't go without the power being on. But we need that same kind of hunger in the power of the Spirit to be manifest in our lives. The Holy Ghost falls upon you and you begin to walk in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And just like these first century Christians, you worship with power. You have joy and peace that is a product of the presence of God and His power working in your life. You operate in unity with the body of Christ because of the power of the Holy Ghost. You give sacrificially, not because of the appeal or because of the passion but because of the power of the Holy Ghost that is fashioning your mind and saying I can be a part of something well beyond what I could do without the power of God. You pray and you fast and you believe and you continue in the doctrine of the Word of God, but none of that is in a vacuum without power. It is all empowered by the presence of the Lord. There's power in the Holy Ghost. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the cross where he died for our sins. There's power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Power to walk right. Power to talk right. Power to live right. Power to do right. Church was on fire in the Holy Ghost too. I don't even know what that means. You'd think that if it was on fire, the Holy Ghost would be automatically included in that. But they made a nice song. But we need the power. We do not want to have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. God's power and his unfailing love can revolutionize your life, transform you, and cause you to be what you could never be without the power of God and do what you would never do without the power of God. You may be young. You may be older. You may be wealthy. You may be very poor. You may have a great family. Your family may be a mess, but there's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. It takes old creation and makes new creation. It takes old heart and replaces with new hearts. It takes old minds and replaces with new minds. It doesn't happen through tradition. It doesn't happen through the hymn book. It doesn't happen through just the church hierarchy. It happens by the power of the Holy Ghost. I 
hay poder, 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 poder en el nombre de Jesús. There's power, power, power in the name of Jesus. Hay poder, poder, poder en el sangre de Jesús. There's power, there's power, there's power in the blood of Jesus. Behold, Luke chapter 10, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven because that power not only equips you to do what God has called you to do, but if the spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, it shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Let me tell you why the rapture is not a scare tactic because we can walk around saying, I got the spirit. I'm baptized in Jesus' name. I know he's coming to get me out of this world. Even so, come Lord. Lord Jesus, praise God, we need the power of God working in us. If you read what goes on in the news, you understand what goes on in the culture. The absolute upheaval that is now uh, the way our political system works. You see all these things. Your heart could be troubled. But Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, be of good cheer. You ought to be filled with boldness and confidence and even power. You ought to have hope. You ought to have a sense that even if the world is going down, I'm going to have courage. I'm going to have boldness. I'm going to have a sense of authority because Jesus Christ has overcome the world. Praise God. Maybe you feel physically weak. But don't worry, his power will strengthen you so that even when you are physically weak, you can do what God has called you to do. Uh, that's why he told Peter, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That's why he told Peter, I've given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That's why they went everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the words with signs following. That's why the place where they were praying was shaken and they spake the word of God with boldness. I don't mean to, to be demeaning but I have no worries about single ladies working whether it's in North America or around the world. I am not worried about what they will encounter because I know the power that is in them is greater than the things that they will face. I'm not worried about children at school or students in the high school. We should use wisdom. We should establish borders and boundaries in our lives. But the power that is in us is greater. Amen. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. No wonder the apostle can say, be strong in the Lord and in the power of 
his might. Because there are all kinds of powers in the world. But there is a power that is greater than every power. In verse number 12 of Ephesians 6, he tells those folks, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm here to tell you the power of God has been established in your heart and in your life because there are other powers at work in the world. There are other spirits at work in the world. You cannot walk through life just quoting verses without power. You cannot walk through life just singing songs and lyrics to songs you hear that worship God without power. You cannot even walk through life just doing the motions of spiritual activity or religious tradition without power because there are other powers at work in the world. And we, because of the power of God, have the power we need to overcome. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil. Anybody know how it ends? With good. Overcome evil. I'm going to try one more time. With good. I think I can make it one more more. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Thank you. We need to practice this a little bit more before we go on TV. Because it's just, we don't want to have to do those prompts, you know. You have to be sure. And here is the little element. I don't think I'm wrong to do this because it struck me. Uh, so strong. I know the context. I know the principle. But here is the condition. He said, according to the power that worketh in us, you have to be sure that the power that is working in you is very much the power of God. Because if another power is working in you, there will be a limitation on the power of God and how it can be evident in your life. He said he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. But if fear is overriding my life, fear will rule my life. If doubt is overpowering my life, Doubt will rule my life. If lust is overpowering my life, then lust will rule my life. If hate, if racism, if all the violence of the culture is ruling my life, then the power of God will be limited. You have to be sure that the power of God is the power that's working in your life. Hate, racism, violence, genocide. You don't need me to tell you what happens when that power is at work in the lives of people, in the lives of nations. 
You don't have to be convinced that hate is very powerful. Racism is very powerful. Violence is very powerful. Genocide is the result of the power of hate. Families are destroyed. Homes are destroyed. Communities are destroyed because that's a power at work in the world. I don't have to convince you that fear can be very powerful. Some, you walk into the room and something's not right and you're not sure and maybe the lights are a little lower than you'd like and all of a sudden, some are that way. Some are afraid of heights. Some are afraid of the dark. Some are afraid of the screaming, sweaty preacher. I don't know what you're afraid of. Probably not the last one. I I suspect very very few are afraid of the screaming, sweaty pastor. I have my own reason for believing that. But fear is very powerful. Fear kept Gideon initially from fulfilling the purpose of God. So the angel had to work on him, and he had to have a confirmation. But fear is that powerful. Rebellion is so powerful that a man called of God to be king could lose his position because rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Pride is so powerful that it will go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Tradition is so powerful that you can make the word of God of none effect through your tradition which ye have delivered. I am coming to you with an appeal. You need to make sure the power that's working in your life is the power of God. How do you do it? You need to pray. You need to fast. You need to worship. You need to love God. You need to be with the people of God. You need to open up your heart and say yes to Jesus because if his power is not working in you, some other power will. You need to be sure the power that's working in you is the power of God. James chapter 1, every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Lust is a very strong power at work in the world. So much that James writes again in chapter 4, from whence come wars and fightings among you. Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members. You lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume upon your lust. Lust is a powerful thing. And if it's ruling your heart, it will overtake you and the wages of sin is death. The ultimate outcome of the power of lust ruling in your life is death and sin and eternal damnation. But what would happen if you got up every morning and said, not my will, but thine be done. If you got up every day and said, give me the power to overcome this flesh. Give me the power to what what you want more than what I want. The power of God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. But what if that's not the power that's working in your life? You're in trouble. I don't want to hurt your feelings. But for some of you, don't raise your hand, don't chuckle. But for some of you, There was no way you were going to miss that game yesterday. 
And there was no way you weren't going to stay and watch it till the very end unless you gave up at the second half. Because we do what we want to do. I'm telling you that it's too easy for a generation of apostolics to exercise themselves under the influence of a different power than the power of God. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to illustrate something for you. You and I know there are people under the influence of the power of greed or the power of lust or maybe even just the power that rages within them to make sure that they do this, that, and the other thing and nothing stops them. And yet when it comes to the kingdom of God and the things of God, we are so weak and so wimpish, if you will, because we fail and we falter at the least amount of opposition that says to me there's a power overtaking the power of God but good news for you if you and I will draw nigh unto him he will draw nigh unto us and we will have what we need to live a godly life to live a powerful life to live an anointed life to live a bold life every once in a while you don't need to be here 8.30 perhaps, but we have men's prayer at 8.30. It would be good for you to come once in a while if you're a man especially. But every once in a while because I'm wired a certain way, I did it today. I walked out, I'll go, ow! And if they're not expecting that, it's not really encouraging. And sometimes I'll do that in Sunday school, but now I've warned them in Sunday school because some of them, I don't need 911, EMS, all that happening. I just don't need that. It's not a good way to start the day. And maybe these men want me to back off doing that at 830. I'll, I'll, I'll take it under advisement. I don't do it every time. If you do it every time, it loses effectiveness. But if you do it once in a while, you can really get people. Every once in a while, my brother, when we were in a car, I did this to Brother Don not too long ago. I don't know what happened, but it, it touched him. Somebody else is driving, and they're backing up. And we'll go, look out! And we'll hit the thing real hard. And then they slam on the brake. It's the coolest thing. You know, you're just, you put it, you're just buying your bill. Look out! And, and you just bang something in the car. Don't break. It, it's, not the, it's not the right thing to do. It's not a good thing to do. But now some of you want to try it. It could ruin your happy home if you do it. Wrong time. I'm not, I'm not telling you to do that. But I'm telling you, it doesn't take much to make people afraid. And sometimes what we are afraid of, if we really see it for what it is, it is absolutely nothing. It's contrived. It's fake. It's imagined. It's something that's not going to happen. It's something that's just being uh, hyped up at the moment, but it really isn't the main issue that we should be concerned of. I'm here to tell you what you should mostly be concerned with is, is the power of God working in my heart. Because if I've got the power of God, if I know the name of Jesus, if I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, there is no weapon formed against me that can prosper. There is no weapon formed against me that can prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will be a standard. You need to stop altering your relationship with God because of fear of loneliness, because of fear of circumstances, because of fear of what else may happen. You need to say, God, give me the power. That will help me overcome. Power. 
that is greater than any power that is in the world. Because truly, if we let the power of God work in our lives, he will give us the victory. There is power in unity. Let's experience unity through the power of God. There is power in agreement. Let's experience agreement. If two of you agree as touching anything, let's start agreeing together about the victories that God wants to perform in our lives. Let's start agreeing together about the miracles that God wants to do in our community. There is power in submission to godly authority and even mutual submission one to another as the body of Christ. There is power in that. But too many people are too busy living their own life, isolated, not caring what their actions would ever mean to anyone else, doing their thing. I got to do what's right for me. I got to live my own life. I got to decide what I need to do for me. You need to be very careful because there is no power of God in a rebellious attitude. There is no power of God in an attitude that I'll just do what I want to do. There is no power of God in a disobedient attitude. You don't know what spirit you are of. Oh God. And I, I, I don't have this in my notes. But I'll tell you what I thought one time when a man I was dealing with was so convinced that he needed to step out of the will of God and do his own thing. I'm not glad for people that suffer the consequences that happen in that regard. But I remember thinking to myself as he pointed to me as the problem. I said, well, I didn't say this to him. He certainly could not have received. But I thought to myself, you can certainly find a pastor better than me but you will never find one worse than you because you did not get called to fulfill that office. And so God will not anoint you to fulfill that office. And when you decide to turn people against the influence of the pastor God has placed in their lives, you may find a better pastor for them, for you, but you will never find a worse pastor than you because you are out of the will of God. That's tough, isn't it? That's a different kind of power. That's a power of rebellion. That's a controlling spirit. That's a Jezebel spirit. Even if it's on a man, it's a Jezebel spirit. We've got to stop blaming these women for being Jezebel. There's plenty of men who have a Jezebel spirit. Now, I took a pivot there. That's not even my notes. I'll get out of this in just a second. But I'm telling you, you don't know the power that you have opened up in your heart. That's the reason why. Let me be more practical. That's the reason why. Don't you open up your life and let every vile spirit of pornography into your life through your telephone or through your laptop or through whatever. Don't you listen to every possible nasty joke and every possible cynical comment that somebody would say because you don't know that spirit that would try to get a hold of your heart. And your There are all kinds of 
powers in the world, but there ought to be something in the child of God that says there's a power greater than pornography. There's a power greater than addiction. There's a power greater than alcoholism. There's a power greater than gambling and depression and all of those spirits. There's a power greater than popularity, fame, and wealth. It's the power of God. power working in us will either reveal the work of God's Spirit or it will allow things to happen that will lead us away from the very purpose of God. Would you stand with me? I feel so much faith in God. I believe God can do anything. I got a couple there. Let me say it again. I believe God can do anything. We had 15 Columbus East. I call that Columbus East. On Tuesday, and I wasn't even there. But they had a good meeting. And they had first-time guests, at least one first-time guest, I believe. And the power of God was there. To God be the glory. I think they had 16 in Bexley. And I wasn't even there. And God moved. The Spirit of God was working. I try to be at these things whenever I can, but it just so happened I was out of town. I'm telling you, I am not worried. I am not in any way apprehensive. Let them come to the meetings we have that are starting to be established around this community. Let them come to every service that we have. Let them come to a prayer meeting. And there's enough power to deliver the alcoholic. There's enough power to break the chains of fear. There's enough power to break the chains of fear and suicide, loneliness, and depression. There's enough power. But what needs to happen is when they come, amongst the believers we need to have the power of God working in us not the power of the spirits of this age if they come to you and that spirit of fear has overtaken your life they will not see the delivery power of Jesus but if they come to you and you have a testimony they overcame the evil one the wicked one what? by the word of their testimony, by the blood of the Lamb. If they come to you, Brother Diego, and this is just a made-up testimony, but if they could come to you, and even if you didn't say it, I believe you should say it, but if something would radiate off your spirit and something would reflect in your words and in your worship, and if they come to you and hear a testimony that says, yes, I've been discouraged, but I found a power that can break the hold of discouragement. Yes, I've had some moments of temptation. I'm just like every other guy. I certainly could be tempted by the things that would ruin my life, but I found a power. It's in the blood of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. It's in the cross of Jesus. And it breaks. You know, we fool ourselves because we want to entertain those spirits 24 hours a day, six and a half days a week. Try to be spiritual for a couple hours on Sunday. And want to think we're walking around with power. Oh, you are. But it's not the power you want. 
Oh, yes, you are walking around with power. It could be the power of greed. It could be the power of lust. It could be the power of pride. It could be the power of grief overtaking your life, and you haven't been able to shake it off because you cannot open up your spirit to every spirit of this world constantly every day through every conversation, through every interaction, through entertainment, through what you read and what you meditate on, what you reflect. Believe it or not, not everything on Facebook and social media is edifying. Somebody say amen. Some of it is edifying. A little teeny weeny bit. And you that are doing that edifying, God bless you. Let's try to reclaim that media for something powerful in the presence of God. But here's your deal. You feel frustrated. You feel like God has abandoned you. You feel like God doesn't know where you're at. You're listening to counsel from ungodly people and you're letting them navigate the choices you're making without true prayer, without true fasting, without true accountability, and without really even following the leadership God has placed in your life. And you think you have power. You do have power. But the power working in you is a power that's of this world. Another power. Spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. But guess what? That wasn't the only time. And that wasn't the last time. There's nothing more special than getting alone with God, whether at the altar where you kind of tune everybody out or somewhere in your own life, prayer time every day. There's nothing more wonderful. I want to tell you right now, you haven't spoken tongues in weeks, and you're busy thinking you know what's best for you. There's another power reigning in your spirit. You haven't opened up your soul and said yes to Jesus in months. I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to the people that may have the guts to listen to this audio file. You have not sought God with any kind of fervor, and you think you know what's best for you. There's another kind of power operating in your life. It won't save you. It won't heal you. It won't deliver you. But if you'd open up your soul... How many can remember a time where the Holy Ghost moved on you? And I want you to wave your hand if this is the case. You can literally remember a time where the Holy Ghost was moving on you and you didn't care what anybody thought. Anybody? You didn't care what anybody said. Anybody? Look, there's a few. You didn't care if you were crying. You didn't care if you were leaping. Do you remember a time? If God did it then, he'll do it now. If he didn't do it then, he could still do it now. But you got to open your heart and say, give me this power. That'll heal me. That'll deliver me. That'll set me free. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as we all come in just a moment, stay right there for a moment. When we all come here, Lord, I pray the blood of Jesus, I symbolically right now, just completely cover this altar in Jesus' name. I plead the blood over this altar area that whoever steps forward today, if for some reason they just really can't make it, I pray that they will. 
I plead your blood over this sanctuary that the entire place would be a place of deliverance, a place of healing, a place of chains breaking, a place where the power of the name of Jesus sets people free. As we prepare for our revival next Sunday, we want to have a church revival this Sunday where next Sunday everyone in the church family is ready to pray the prayer of faith, ready to worship with a boldness, ready to minister to an unbeliever. And in that situation, there will be power that heals, delivers, and sets free. I know you know it, Lord, but I plead your blood that we would experience it. That as people come forward today, lift their hands and begin to repent and pray that the glory of the Lord will be revealed in their lives. Now, would you come quickly to this altar, lift your hands, and say, Spirit of God, fall fresh on me. I think you need to use your voice today. I think you need to cry out and get somewhere in your faith where you don't care what anybody thinks. I think you ought to come up here and get somewhere in your expression. I'm not asking anybody to go to anybody. I'm asking you to come and lift your hands and lift your voice and say, Power of God, fall fresh on me. Power of God, renew in me a right spirit. Renew in me a right spirit. That's it. Start praying. Start praying.